guys welcome to a very special video edition of the matthew klein cater podcast this is your host the one the only matthew klein cater thank you for liking thank you for subscribing please i don't want to be like these other dumb motherfuckers watch the video if you watch this entire video and you like it I would appreciate you to just take your little fucking finger and hit the like button because it helps my my uh, my account on YouTube. And if you like my content, then obviously you should subscribe. If you don't like the content, then fucking close it and don't watch it. Then you should be gone then, right? So, that's that. And make sure you have your protein. Rock Hard Body Protein. Best protein in the world. Delicious pre-workout, everything, amazing products, rockhardbody.com. Now, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, it's Matthew Kleinkater, baby. Miss you guys, man. have so much shit going on these days. I don't even have a lot of time for this right now. The reason I do have time, my wife's out of town with the kids. My youngest son's getting baptized. So give me a little uh, freebie here to do this. And being a, a businessman, uh, being an athlete, working out, and being a dad, number one job is being a fucking dad. Number one title is being a dad. There's a lot of work to do here. So stuff like this, this extra shit. So, you know, and to my longtime fans and new fans that may be watching this for the first time, a lot of you longtime fans know me from, you know, um, from the fighting stuff and bodybuilding. And from the fighting perspective, man, I had to take a break because a lot of people have been asking me, where's the fight content? Where are you going to fight? Man, I tried to get a fight. I tried. I was making that content to get a fight. That content, I don't get paid for that. It's too much, waste too much time. The point was it to get a fight. And the point was, in the beginning, just to get the fight and show the world these UFC guys don't know how to fight. That was the whole point of this shit. So when I couldn't get the fight, now I'm making the content, trying to get the fight, now I'm wasting too much time. So that's why we're not doing that. I still want to fight Cody Garbrandt. That's the fucking fight I really want. Cody Garbrandt, you're going to get dealt with sooner or later. You have a fight in a couple weeks. When you lose, and you will lose, you're going to get cut. I will call your manager, Ali. Ali knows me. I've hung out with Ali. You know me. You know everything about me. You know I'm in Las Vegas. And you know we're either going to find the streets or we're going to get paid to do it. Your fucking choice. Now, that's that. That's the fight news. Yeah, getting back into today's podcast. <clears throat> this is going to be kind of, not kind of, it's going to be a very personal podcast where I'm going to go into detail about me, my family, history, and um, share some of the experiences and stuff that I've gone through. And at the end, tell you guys how to cope with uh, cope with it the way I'm coping with it. And I hope, you know, I can bring some value to you guys. And this, like I said, you're going to see a different side of me. You're going to see the real Matthew Kleinkater on a day-to-day -day basis. Some of you guys know the entertainment of Matthew Kleinkater. Some of you guys got to know this. When I'm doing videos on Instagram and the fight stuff, I'm just dialing it up, okay? I'm getting, that's me. My confidence is out of 10 no matter what. But uh, when I start doing these videos, I go a little over the top, okay? You guys should know that. 
But this is like this is me on a day-to-day basis right here. So you're I'm peeling the curtain here. Now, <clears throat> people that know me, they know I'm a real I'm real as fuck. Social media, real life, that's 100% real. I'm always real. You're going to know if I like you or if I don't fucking like you. I'm not going to ever be fake. So getting into the podcast today, I'm going to start off by talking about my dad, okay? My dad was born in Afghanistan, the country of Afghanistan. My dad grew up in a... um, very good family. His father was an ambassador for Afghanistan, so he was going to other countries, Germany, and um, I don't know exactly what his job was, but he was an ambassador for Afghanistan and um, basically going to other countries as a representative of some sort. Unfortunately, my my dad's dad, he was nice. He was a nice guy. I saw him when I was a kid, but he didn't enrich me with any value and did a horrible job as a grandfather. So I don't know why the fuck he wasn't trying to educate me and about him. I don't know. It's fucking weird. And I was around him till I was 21 and he never, I didn't learn anything from my grandfather. To me, he's a loser and I don't care if you're nice. What kind of fucking grandfather were you? Nothing. He didn't do anything for me. Always ask me how much money I got saved up. So <clears throat> that's that. When my dad was alive, I told him I didn't respect my my his family. Um, so that was my, you know, so back to like my dad. My dad grew up in a good family. Parents were together. His mom, his, so you know about his, his dad. He was an ambassador. His mom was a, a housewife. And my dad was the oldest of four kids. He had uh, a brother, sister, and then another brother. And um, there were, between him and the uh, middle brother, I think it was like seven years, and then the, the, uh, the girl, the sister, I think like 10, 9 or 10, I don't know. And then the youngest one is like maybe 20 years, different age difference. So <clears throat> big age difference between them. And um, <clears throat> so he grew up in Afghanistan. Uh, hobbies as a kid was soccer. Um, <clears throat> and then later on, as he got older, uh, teenager, uh, he got into modeling. And he had a, a dream of becoming an actor. And when he was doing some modeling, and I've posted these photos on Instagram if you guys would like to go see it. Um, he met a photographer that... <clears throat> like my dad's look because my dad didn't have a k- typical um, I don't know look of a Afghan of a um, Afghan person he had a very uh, light complexion and usually the Afghan people have a darker complexion my dad had beautiful and I did I got screwed I got hazel eyes my dad had beautiful solid green eyes God, I gotta find a like a really good picture of when you guys can see his eyes. I'll I'll post it on Instagram. Beautiful eyes. His nickname with his friends was Green Eyes, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, so he had he was a very good looking person, good looking man, and, and obviously, as you can see here, I, I got a lot of those looks here. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so he was a uh, very very good looking, and he was doing the modeling, and uh, one of the photographers was like, "Man, you look like like an American." And there's a guy that I know who's producing a movie. They're looking for a an American immigrant. Uh, to play a part in this role, but they have to speak Bengali, the language of Bengali, which is the movie was getting uh, produced in Bangladesh. So uh, he, my dad was like, I know how to speak that. And he's like, what? And he's like, oh, you're getting this fucking role. He's like, it's done, sealed and delivered. This guy told me he needs to find someone that could play this part, but they got to speak Bengali. Like, you're going to get the role just off of that. Like, you have the perfect look, then you, you can speak the language. <clears throat> my dad was like, I'd love to do that. Like, I, I want to be an actor. And, like, that's my dream. So the casting, the photographer sent the, uh, the photos to the casting director and the casting director then uh, s sent him to the producer. And the producer right away said, I want him. Let's, I just want to do a, a screen, like a casting call, a screening. And um, so he went out there and he did the screen, the casting call. And he, he landed the role. And it was a really big movie. You can look it up on imdb.com. My dad's name is Wahid, W-A-H-E-E-D, last name Kader, K-A-D-E-R. And obviously you should know the last name. Uh, <clears throat> and he, he got the role and it was a big hit. And, you know, I think he did well with it. And... A couple of years, this was, I don't know the exact day, but a couple of years later, he uh, came to America because uh, Afghanistan was falling apart. The country that Afghanistan that you guys know, that you know through the media, it's a joke. It's not what it was. There was no fucking Taliban and all this bullshit that's there right now. My dad, the, what country he was from, he was proud of it. and He didn't like what, what it had become because that's why he came here. Um, but he was proud of what it was was uh, when he w did live there. And, um, you know, and I'm proud of the country that he did come from. I'm not proud of what it, that country is today. It's, it's disgusting. It's fucked up. And there's, I don't even want to get into the politics of it. But there's a lot of bullshit that has happened. And there's a lot of poor, innocent people that are getting fucked up in that country right now and it's sad but um yeah so after my dad uh you know came to america he was trying to pursue his dream of being an actor so he moved to los angeles california and you know that's the mecca of hollywood and he was doing casting calls and trying to get casted he was a you know, that was, he was single, he was young, and he's like, I want it, this is my dream, I'm going to go after it. While he's in pursuit of this dream, one of his uh, friends that also came from Afghanistan was like, um, what are you doing uh, tonight? And he was like, oh, nothing. And she was like, oh, come over, like, I'm, we and my uh, couple friends were going to go out, you know, um out grab something to eat if you want to come and he's like yeah sure <clears throat> so they went out to just grab some food and you know this mutual friend 
brought her friends. And um, it was just this innocent, you know, they're going to, I think they went and grabbed dinner or something. Uh, <clears throat> and just because they're all from Afghanistan, so it, it made them comfortable because people they know. <clears throat> um, excuse me, sorry. Let me get some water here. And um, at this dinner, he met a woman that he was very attracted to. And that woman would be my mother. And <clears throat> he, you know, right away liked my mom. And my mom liked my dad's look. And they started talking. And that's it. It was the end of that. It was just they had they they ate food. Everybody as a group. Um, they my mom and dad met each other for the first time, and um, after that that night, he called his friend that the one that set up this you know the the dinner lunch type of situation, and said uh, you know I really like that woman, uh, Rona that I met today. And he's like, can you tell me about her family? And because um, I want to reach out to them and let them know I'm interested in marrying her. I know that's crazy, guys. But in that culture, people don't date. They don't kiss. They don't, they don't do shit. They don't forget about fucking having sex. They don't get... Um, they can't even go on a date. If you like someone, you gotta basically go in and get approval to marry them, and that's it. So uh, <clears throat> he he basically had to go and say, "I want to marry her." He and he had to reach out to my mom's dad and say, "I'm interested in marrying your daughter." And then her dad has a job of it basically interviewing my dad. And seeing uh, if he wants to allow his daughter to marry my dad. And how it worked out was, so after he told the friend like, he wants to marry her, so she, the friend went and talked to my mom and said, hey, the, that guy you met, uh, he really, really likes you. And my mom's like, I really like him. And she's like, okay, well, he wants to reach out to your dad. Is that okay? Um, do you want me to connect them? And my mom said, yeah. So, the, the mutual friend then connected my dad with uh, my mom's uh, dad. And, um, yeah, so then my dad called him and was like, hey, I want to, um, I'm, I'm, this is who I am. This is my family. And basically kind of told him about himself. And he's like, I would love to marry your daughter. And luckily for him, my mom's dad knew my dad's dad from Afghanistan because my dad's dad was ambassador and my mom's dad I don't know what his title was um he was something also too I don't know if it was in the government role but he knew they knew each other so that helped my dad's case so my dad and my mom like each other the dads know each other they both my dad know my mom's dad knew my dad's family were good people 
So they, you know, he's like, okay. Like after he spoke with him and got all that information, he was comfortable with allowing that uh, marriage to happen. And like I said, it's a stupid fucking way of the culture. Who the fuck just gets married off looks and family? Yeah, those things are important, but that's like only one part. Like you gotta build a relationship. Like there's good look, there's a million good looking people, and I've dated a million good looking girls. But sometimes once I under meet them and know who they are, I want nothing to do with them because they're fucking ugly as fuck on the inside, or we're just not compatible. It's that simple. You gotta be compatible. Can't just be off looks, right? So anyway, so they get married. Within a year of marriage, here I come along, the first child, and um, yeah, so I mean, like I said, I think it was a bad mistake to get married, and I I don't know, the whole thing was wrong, um, but anyway, so they, they got married, they had me, and um, my as a, I was born, my dad was... Uh, working as a security guard in America and pursuing his dream of being an actor. And my mom, he was supporting my mom. My mom wasn't working. Um, later on, my mom did start working, but at that time, she wasn't working. And as he's working during the day as a security guard and doing casting calls on the side, he finally got a hit, a big hit on a casting call that he did really good at. Um, and he also made sure when he's going to these casting calls to let him know, hey, I have previous acting experience as a main role. And um, I don't know if I told you guys this, imdb.com, look him up. Uh, movies called Bondini. And so when he was going to these casting calls, he was making sure these people know like, hey, I have acting experience. So he hit this casting call, and this casting call was for a big, big TV show. If you're, I'm sure none of you guys are gonna be familiar with this. Maybe some of you might be, but depends on how old you are. There was a show called General Hospital on ABC. Yes, that ABC, biggest show soap opera in the 80s and 90s. My dad got a role on that show. He was casted uh, for this role to play this, uh, this one of the lead roles. And he, of course, he was excited. Like, I'm going to be on ABC, on General Hospital. Like, woo! Like, we're going to be rich. We're going to be fucking rich. And he went with this excitement to tell my mom, like, I got the fucking job. I got it. And my mom being so young. My mom's 19, okay? Had me as 19. I think when the, the, this casting happened, the casting call, I was like maybe a year old, two years old. So she's still very young, very naive. And so she asked my dad, oh, what's the t show? Like, which show is it? And she's like, you know, General Hospital. And my mom's like, really? You're going to be on General Hospital? And my dad's like, yes, can you believe that? We're going to be rich. We are going to be rich. And remember, we're very not living a crazy life. My dad doesn't have a lot of money. He's, you know, <clears throat> working day to day. So, like, this was life going to be a life-changing moment. 
And my mom, the second, like, she started thinking, you know, like, she had excitement, but then she was like, General Hospital. And then she started thinking, General Hospital, all they do is they're kissing, and it's sex type of storylines. And uh, she was like, well, you're not going to kiss anyone on that TV show, right? And my dad's like, well, I'm sure I don't know, but... I cannot tell you that I won't be. Um, thing is part of the show and it's acting. I'm gonna do what they asked me to do. I'm an actor, and my mom said, "If you kiss anyone, I will divorce you. I will. I, I will not be with you." And my dad, you know, obviously he's like, "What? Like, <laughs> this is my dream. Like, I want to be a f f a famous American actor now." And she's adamant, like, if you have to kiss anyone, I'm not going to be with you. And then you can't go in Hollywood and be like, you know what? I'm going to take the role, but I can't kiss anyone or have any type of scenes with women because my wife's going to get mad. No, they're going to say you're out of here, you know? So my dad, he didn't really think twice about it because it was either his dream or my mom. And this dream and life thing is going to come back full circle later in the story. But it was dream or my mom. And he dropped the dream for my mom. To me, that was a mistake. But he had I was already born. So I 100% understand. He didn't want to lose his family. So I understand why he didn't get, pursue his dream. And, you know, that sucks. I wish he, he would have did that fucking show. Um, maybe he would have been still with us today. So fast forward, the show doesn't happen. He basically stops doing casting calls because now he knows my mom's not going to approve him kissing women on, on movies or TV. So we're going to go full throttle with the security. And is okay, if I can't, become an actor, I can't follow my dream, I'm going to dominate this business, he's a security guard, got a job as a security guard, the bottom of the totem pole, worked his way up from a security guard to manager, supervisor, VP, vice president, president, became an owner ultimately, it was a long path, but he did it, in a short matter of time, believe it or not. I mean, I think it took him um, mm, 10 years to, mm, yeah, 10 years probably to start his own business. So it wasn't too long, I think. Um, so he was climbing that chain within that, that threshold of time. <clears throat> and um, I'm very proud of him for that. So, um, and my mom... Um, to give you guys some background on her so she they didn't know each other you know like i said they met each other in america so they didn't know each other in afghanistan and when my mom came to america she was like only 16 she met my dad when she was 19 or 18 and then um she had me at 19 so <clears throat> my mom she was like mm, She's from a really big family. Her father had uh, been married three times. And she, my mom was born with the third wife. 
And so on his first wife, he had like five kids, second wife, another five or seven kids, and then third wife, like 10 kids. And my mom's like number eight on that list. So she's one of the youngest ones. Um, or maybe she's nah, eight, nine. No, she's like number nine. It was, yeah. So second to last, baby. <clears throat> really big family. And so the dad, her dad was fucking old, okay? I don't know how old he was when he had her, but 50s, late 50s, 60s, approximately, I will say. And he didn't have time, man. They had money. They had a big house in Afghanistan. Uh, they had nannies because the mom can't take care of 10 kids by herself. Um, so she didn't get a lot of time with her mom or dad. And then she came in America at 16. She had a fucked up life. I don't care how much money you have. If you're not getting love from your parents and, you know, and then you come here and to another country and then you don't go to school, you don't pursue anything. You, she got a job when she came here and then she met my dad and got married, had a kid. Nah, that's wrong. And whoever was guiding her, her dad, a lot telling her to get married. Like like I said, he has like 30 kids, 20, 30 kids. Like, he doesn't fucking know. Like, he's, yeah, okay, let her get married. Maybe she'll have a good life. He's with a guy from a good family. You know, that's probably his perspective on it. But I don't know. It's, it's all fucked up, guys. If when your foundation's fucked up, your kids get fucked up. Remember this, okay? That's bad foundation as a man. Why do you have 30 fucking kids? There's no point for that. I got two kids. <clears throat> two kids. If I if you give me another one, I will lose my mind. That's too much. Two kids is a lot. And like I'm saying, I want to be a father to these two kids. I want to be there for those two kids. I want to be out there basketball practice, football practice, baseball practice, their games. I want to see them every day. I want to enjoy them. If you give me like another child, a third child, I, I dude, I couldn't do it. I can't give myself. There's too much work. It's already hard enough for two kids. I think every person should have two kids because if you want to give them ample love and connection, <clears throat> that's the only way. Literally, probably one two is like already pushing it if i don't give a lot of people that have multiple kids they're not doing what i'm doing i'm very very actively involved in my with my child with my children and <clears throat> so he made a mistake having so many kids <clears throat> he fucked up my mom fucked her up she didn't get to have a real life she got robbed of a life um she had a kid at a young age should have not got married my dad kind of falling in the path of, I guess you just get married, have a kid. That was incorrect. You shouldn't have got married, shouldn't have had a kid. You should have pursued your dream. And maybe they would have never met. Maybe I wouldn't fucking be here today. Okay? If I'm, the what I'm telling you, I would probably would not be here. If I'm saying my dad shouldn't have got married, my mom should have went this way, they probably never meet and I'm not here. So I don't fucking know. But, that's my opinion, and I, that's what should have happened because I think my dad would have still been alive. Maybe they would have still met later on and I would have been born, but uh, it's just unfortunate situation of their foundation of their families was fucked up, and my dad's dad should have been telling him, don't get married, go pursue your dream, and later on get married, and 
I'll tell you guys how I, you know, came to the path of getting married and having kids, but I didn't do what they did, obviously. Um, so anyway, so they got married. They He gave up on his dream. He wanted to dominate security business. He did that. He was happy for a certain time, but I don't think he was ever happy because he wasn't pursuing his passion. Don't ever do anything for money. Money is not the end-all, be-all. Fuck money. You'd rather live in a box and be happy and be doing something you love. Not even kidding you. Like, literally, if you have to sleep in your car, but you're doing something that when you get up in the morning, you love, you're going to monetize that passion and you will be rich. But let's say there's another path. You could be rich right now, but you're going to do something you hate. At some point, it's going to self-destruct. Believe me. Because I experienced that myself with doing things that I didn't love for money. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Got a phone call. spam call sorry about that so um yeah so just you know it's always uh follow your passion okay um for me it was fitness and you know being in shape and working out and that's why i'm in the field that i am today it's not about money i got i love this um industry so, um, you know, uh, to then kind of tell you about my childhood. Um, so I got, I was the oldest one. And then my, my mom and dad had two more kids, two more boys. Um, I have two younger brothers, all four years apart. So uh, my middle brother is uh, Yama Cater. My youngest brother, Yosef Cater. And me and him, eight years apart, obviously. So four, four, four. And, um, you know, I was always taught to be the big brother, take care of your brothers, love your brothers as a child. My dad always um, told me to uh, look out for them. And when he's not there, that I'm the man of the house. He was telling me this as an eight-year-old when, you know, the, I got two little brothers. He's telling me, when I'm not here, you are the man of the house. And I took that to heart. Because later, when he died, I remember these stories when he saw me as a kid. When I'm not around, when I leave the house, you're in charge. Make sure your mom's good, your brothers are good. I was doing it as a kid. These motherfuckers don't even fucking know that. And they don't even know. They, oh, I can't wait to get into this stuff. Oh, let me stick on, on track here. Okay, so I was always taught that to take care of my family. That's what my dad taught me as a kid, as a child. And I did it. And, you know, growing up, my family, we always had, like, big family get-togethers. If you guys have watched the movie Godfather, that was our family get-togethers. You know, the first for watch Godfather if you haven't watched it. In the first uh, part of the movie, there's a wedding. And everyone's dancing, having fun. Our get-togethers was like that Godfather wedding. That was like our get-together. Everyone, music, 50 to 70 people, dancing, 
big big parties foods get there early stay late everyone enjoying each other's company having a good time and my dad was the type of dude he brought families together so he was bringing my mom's family together with his family and it was this massive um you know gatherings and everybody was just getting along it was just all my dad's energy my dad was the energy because later on when my dad hit some bad parts of you know life and he didn't you know have the energy to go to parties because he felt down all those parties fell apart nobody was doing a damn party anymore because my dad was basically the not a promoter but kind of you know in encouraging the activities but so when he wasn't doing that and we weren't in doing gatherings at our house it all fell apart so all that comes back to is the foundation you know there was my mom's like i said my mom's mom and dad didn't have foundation my dad's mom and uh my dad's mom and dad didn't have foundation either and yeah you could have a family and everything looks good but we're talking about being a successful family successful families work together okay they do things together and they build empires okay so not neither of their families ever did that my dad's dream was always catering sons i want so i want a business one day with you know my sons and you know i thought you know i, I was gonna do that one day and like i said um things don't happen sometimes the way you think they're gonna happen so fast forward to our like we were having family get-togethers we had you know fun times everything was good i'm gonna fast forward here to like when my dad died because um, I could talk on and on about a lot of these things. Um, if you guys enjoy this podcast, maybe we can come back and I can tell you guys about some of the things I went through as a child. But um, yeah, so fast forward, 2004, my dad passed away, okay? Um, 2004, I'm 21. And I had dreams, passion. For my number one passion as a kid was basketball. Second uh, passion was wrestling. I really liked WWF wrestling, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. I still obsess with it. I still watch all the old stuff. I watch the 80s and 90s, all the shit I watched as a kid. So I had a dream, basketball player, NBA player, WWE wrestler, um, what else? Later on, I wanted to be a fighter. Um, I really did want to go to the UFC. So these were like some of my passions. But when my dad died 21, everything changed. My passion didn't matter. I needed to do whatever I could do to put food on the table for my mom and my two brothers that were still in school, mind you, high school and middle school. And so I I forget forgot about all those passions. Gone. It ain't happening. I sacrificed myself. And it they didn't ask for it. 
You know, it's not their fault that I had, you know, I lost my dreams for them. That was my, you could blame it on my dad, but he kind of made sure if he's not going to be there, that he knew that I would do the job. My dad killed himself, if you didn't know. After he lost his business, he hit, it, it was probably um, about four years. He went four years without his He lost his business, so four years after that, he died. He killed himself. So that it was just, he, he tried. And he was in his 50s, and we lost everything. We were not living a good life. He was drinking a lot, and he couldn't get out of that hole. And I'll t- I don't know if I uh, I'm gonna do a podcast on my dad after this. I go into detail that my dad is a true winner and he lost everything once and then he he lost it w- once. The same thing happened. He was at the top, went to the bottom. When he went, then he went back to the top again. But then he went again to the bottom. That's when he couldn't recover again. Um, he should have never killed himself. So that's not acceptable. Um, and. I'll go, I, I gotta do a whole fucking podcast on my dad, and I, I'll, so I'll come back to this, so anyway, so my dad died, and um, I took that responsibility, he knew, my dad knew I could do it, because he kind of taught me, uh, business, not, he didn't kind of, he taught me how to do business, so I, I had a construction company when he died, and I was like, basically, building the foundation to fix our life our family my mom my dad my brothers i told him dad i got it i'm gonna bring us back to the top and as i'm building that momentum he kills himself it's fucking crazy it's like he knew okay you can do it i'm out of here that's like what he was waiting for which was what the fuck so you see i could do it now you're out of here but that was like a thing of his ego i don't oh well, my um, okay my sons can do it uh, i can't do it so i'm out and he you know thought he wasn't good enough anymore it was just because he didn't have conf- he lost his confidence when you kill yourself you're very down on yourself it's not as people say selfish no it's, it's not selfish you think you're fucking worthless I felt like that before. You think you're worthless. It's not selfish. You just think the people you love could do better without you. That's what you think. You think you're a burden and you're going to kill yourself so the burden can leave. So, like I said, we'll do a whole podcast talking about my dad. Um... So my dad died. I took the responsibility of being the oldest brother, being the man of the house, because my dad always taught me that as a young age. So I, I did what I could do. I provided for my family. I gave my mom money. My mom um, was working when my dad died. When she when he died, like I said, I was building momentum in my business. She, I told her, you don't have to work. Stay home, because my dad's dream was always for my mom to be home at home being a mom and she was like when we were growing up she was always at home he didn't like that my mom had to work so um sorry guys um so yeah so i did what my dad wanted so my mom don't work i'm gonna give you money i give my brother's money my brother my middle brother was in high school i got him a car 
And then I think it's revisionist history. He doesn't want to remember these things. But I got him a car. I always give him money. Um, my youngest brother's. When he got to that point, I bought him a car, gave him money, always had him, you know, uh, paid the rent, had food in the fridge, whatever they needed. I did my job. I sacrificed 10 years of my life for my mom and my brothers. No fault to them. Not their fault. That I lost my dream. It's not their fault. I happily did it, and I'm still happy I did it. No regrets. I wouldn't change anything. Only thing I would change is <clears throat> I'm somebody who has the confidence in myself to admit when I make mistakes. I did my jobs supporting them, being financially supportive, and doing all that. But I did some bad shit too, like drinking, partying, drugs. I'm a in my 20s. I'm living that lifestyle. I, I couldn't like not do that. But really, I should have sacrificed that too. And I don't know. I made a mistake. It was hard, you know, to just say I was, I'm an extrovert. It was hard for me to like, okay, I'm going to be fucking a real dad, be at home, not drink, not party. So, but those are the mistakes I made. So, like I said, if I could go back, I would actually, if I took the role, then I, I should have really took the role and not did those things. But I still sacrificed my dreams and my passions uh, for my family. <clears throat> and like I said, I always put them first. I always gave to them. I always, uh, you know, like made sure the money's there for food, the basketball, practice, money, the games, whatever the fuck they needed cars and you know all that stuff and we get older they get older and i said you know in my mind i'm like as soon as they graduate from high school i'm done they have to take be in charge of their own life and they did you know as they got graduated they started taking ownership of their life and you know my middle brother i did a lot for both of my brothers but my my middle brother I did a lot for this motherfucker. A lot. And I think he forgot. My middle brother was living, we were living in California still, in, in Mission Viejo. He was living with me. I need, yeah, I hope, I don't know if he's going to watch this. If you watch this, I hope you remember. When you came home every day from basketball practice, which car were you driving? Did you forget? Yeah, you're driving the car I bought you. And if you you can talk about the negative stuff, like I said, I already admitted I've done made mistakes, but I still did positive. So if you want to uh focus on the negative stuff, that's fine. But no matter what, these are the facts. You were driving the car I bought you, which was I'm happy I did it for you. You were coming home eating the food I bought. You're sleeping in the bed I bought in a house that I pay for. Did you pay for that? Did you give me rent money? You're going to school to pursue your dream of basketball, right? You're playing junior college basketball. You're a good player too, really good player. And 
you were being very successful in that uh, um, school. And what happened? You got a scholarship, right? So living in my house, driving my car, eating my food, allowed you to pursue that dream to go to that university in Indiana and meet your wife. Who put you in that position? Who? What if I said fuck off? Live your own fucking house. Get your own rent. And balance all that. You think you would have got there without me? Maybe. But you didn't. And you don't respect what I did. I'm not saying come kiss my ass every day. You don't even have to mention it. But when I tell you something, respect me. That's the fucking problem. When I give you advice, listen. I may know something more than you do. That's the fucking problem. Okay? Not that I need acknowledgement. I don't need acknowledgement. I don't need you to tell me how great I am. I don't. I know how fucking great I am. I do. That's my fucking confidence. So, <clears throat> he went to school because of my support. Then he grows up and a man, as a man, has a child, has children, has a wife. Cool. Hold on, guys. I got to see this. Not to go through. Sorry. I'm getting passionate here, guys. This is real. Real fucking shit that's going on in my life. I did all this, give him all this support, okay? Sorry, I lost my track. I need to not look at my phone. So he starts his own family. Has his own kid, his wife, that he met in college in Indiana. And I changed. I used to have a hot temper, very hot head. You guys can see the passion. I But that passion... I got to pocket it in when I talk to my family sometimes because, like, they're kind of the same way. And it's like sometimes we can get into arguments. And I had to dial it in because that passion and anger sometimes when people piss me off, I come off, like, very hot. So I have to, like, bottle it in and kind of express it in different ways. So with my brother, I used to, like, you know, yell at them sometimes and, you know, then we don't talk for a little bit, but never for months, maybe a couple days or weeks at max. And there was times like, you know, um, maybe about four years ago when I started changing because it, it started affecting my, my money, my business, because I can't be popping off like that. I need to. So let me tell you how I changed it. So like when people are pissing me off, I was allowing them to piss me off without me educating them on what my intentions and expectations are, okay? So when you make that clear to someone, if it's a friend or if it's someone you're doing business with, right off the bat, hey, these are my expectations of this relationship. So if I'm doing business and I'm hiring someone, hey, this is what I expect you to do for this job. And if you don't, then I fire you. And instead, I was never making the expectations clear. They were doing the job wrong, and then I was popping off on them. But it was my fault. 
And the same thing with family. I got to tell you, hey, this is my role as a brother. These are things my dad taught me. And I'm telling you, my dad told me I have to educate you and help you. If you don't want my my uh, experience and knowledge, that's just what my dad told me. If you think you know better than me, then I guess we don't talk, right? So it's that's the problem. My dad taught me to help them and educate them, but now my brothers are popping back off on me. And that's because my mom doesn't support my dad's ideology. That's the problem. So my mom's a big problem here. She didn't support me as being the man of the house. My dad wanted me to be the man of the house, but my mom wants to be the the man of the house. So that's where our pro my problem is with my brothers. And so my brother, you know, like I said, he grows up, and and when I started changing four years ago, I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'd even still I haven't made my expectations clear. I've tried to tell him like stories like, hey, this is what my dad used to say and kind of like it, like give him hints here. This is these are the expectations and to make it clear to him like this is how things should be. And I was thought it was very, very clear, it wasn't direct, but I was being direct with telling him the story of I mean, I think that is direct, right? I wasn't like, hey, I want you to listen. I was just saying, hey, this is what my dad wants. And I never even gave him, like, I'm not trying to be a fucking bossy big brother. I'm not even telling him what to do. So, like, but like I said, four years ago, I changed that. I was trying to make my expectations clear to people. And I wasn't, if I got mad, I was trying to express myself with words without just yelling at them right away. So, for the last four years, I, like, my brothers, they always you know, they ask for advice, but not directly. They'll start complaining, both of them. And I'll try to give them advice without, and they're not even asking me. I'll just give some advice. And yeah, they'll listen, And but I'll say it very, very nice. Very nice, very subtle. Because they're gonna get fucking mad if I say something very direct to them, like straight advice. For example, like, say, he, I don't know, he called me, I don't even know the story, I'll make something up. But, Maybe call me. Oh, his uh, one of his employees was doing this and that, and yeah, I would just say, oh, we'll give him a chance, and you got to make the decision on it. You know, just like something like that, like very, you know, wasn't like any very subtle stuff, but like, well, you know, the thing that got us in the argument was like he called me, and he was saying like, oh, I I told this guy that uh, I told I don't know he was hiring some influencer or something, Instagram marketing, social media marketing. And he, he on his outreach, he was saying that uh, he told the guy, um, hey, this is, uh, I'm a manager, I manage influencers, and um, I want to manage you, and this and that. And it was just a little email I sent the guy, and the guy kind of re replied back kind of with a cold response, like, well, who are you, or this and that. And my brother was telling me the story, and I was like, he's telling me, so when the guy told me, who are you, I said, who the fuck are you, blah, 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 like, no, and I told him, like, I didn't like him saying that because you can't, it was just, like, stupid. Like, yeah, if you're going to reach out to an influencer and you want to manage them, you have to show your credibility. So I, was, I, I gave him a very, very direct response. And I was like, I have to tell him this or he's going to self-destruct. And I said, dude, you can't do that. And I never talked to him like that. It, like, say if that was, like, subtle me, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, just maybe try a different method or, you know, see what else you can do. You know, I would say like that, but I told him, like, I had to be direct. Four years, I never was direct with him. Four fucking years, I have to hide who 
who I am because I know he's going to get mad. So I told him, I was like, dude, you can't do that. You can't. You, I have to tell him because I, I've done shit like this in the past. So I'm like, if he gets mad, he gets mad. I'm like, you can't talk to people like that. You got to be calm and, you know, uh, show who you are. Like, give that person a reason to hire you. Yes, who the fuck are you? Why should I hire you? It's the same thing with business. Why should I buy your product? Who the fuck are you and why is your product good? Right? I told him that he starts getting fucking mad. So he gets fucking mad. And he's saying he's going to fuck me up and this and that. And I, I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> like I, it's like, first of all, if he ever, my brother, like, I don't think he ever in his guts got the balls to even come in my face because he knows I would kill him. But like, I would never fight my brother. But him saying that, I was just like, you're an idiot, dude. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for my dad's soul. Like, let me tell you guys this. If my dad was alive and my brother was speaking to me like that, my my dad would beat the fuck out of my brother. My brother would never in his life raise his voice with me if he was raised by my dad. You guys got to remember, my he. When my dad died, my brother was, my middle brother here that we're talking about, he was uh, 16. And my dad lost his business when my my brother that was 16, he was like 12. So the downfall of our life was happening when he was 12 years old. He didn't even get any moments with my dad. He'll tell you this. There's no, he ha doesn't even have any, like, a lot of good stories from my dad. He never got that. My dad didn't give him business advice or educate him on shit. If anything, he's probably mad that he never got. I don't. He, he like he loves my dad, but like he didn't get those experiences that that I did with my dad. He got robbed of it, but that's not my fault. My dad told me to tell you guys. That's what the fuck he wanted. There's home videos. My mom fucking has it. They've seen it. I my I swear to God, there's a video of us at the having dinner, and he's saying, "Son, when I'm not here, whenever I'm not here, like if he's out doing business, whatever, you're the man of the house." He was always saying that he was old school. Like I said, like watch Godfather. He's an old school type of uh, father where he educates the oldest son, and the oldest son takes over and educates the youngest ones and builds an empire. And um. See, my brother, he popped back off on me, disrespected me, never, I don't care what he says, you don't respect what I did for you, the support, you did the work, yes, you went to school, you went to Indiana, you did the work, but who put you in the position to do that? That's where you fucking forgot, okay? So... So th that's the thing. So we got in this argument. He hasn't talked to me. I'll never talk to him again. My youngest brother, he has mental health issues. I can't talk to him because I, I feel like I might get in a fight with him. In a physical fight and I don't want to be getting that type of feeling. That's not healthy for me to feel like that. And I don't want to hit my brothers. I don't want to hit my family. I don't want to be in that situation like an animal. So I had to cut off him. This all happened in the span of a month. The, all this situation. 
My youngest brother comes here with my mom. Father's Day. Father's Day, guys. Last Father's Day. And he's saying, my mom did this and this for me. And my mom has done some things for me here and there, you know, to make up for my sacrifices I've done. You know, maybe she gave me a little money here and there. And it's appreciated. And it's not here and there. She gave me a good amount of money one time. And it was not very kind of her, a kind gesture. And I also told her how to manage her money. And she didn't listen to me. And she lost a lot of money because she didn't listen to my advice of buying property and investing your money. And I said, don't be reckless. And she didn't listen. But my brother wants to bring up this one time she did something for me. Like, dude, are you kidding me? How much shit did I do for you? And how much shit did I sacrifice for years? Do you think one little check makes up for all the shit I did? I'd rather not fucking have done all that sacrifice that I did. I would should have fucking left you alone. How about that? Do you forget about that times? You just want to if you just want to highlight the bad times, that's, then that's on you. You got issues, and that's because you want to change history and have revisionist history. So he comes over here. He's trying to pop off on me. I bit my lip. Like I said, I don't want to fucking fight him. I don't want to hurt him. I let him go. And after that, I said, I'm, you're done. You're cut. I'm cutting you off. And like I said, if my mom allowed... If my mom's still a mom. She can put my brothers in check. She doesn't put them in check. She doesn't allow me to check them. So they act reckless. So now I don't talk to them. And then I didn't have any falling out directly with my mom. No argument. She didn't really piss me off. But it's like, if you're going to allow my brothers to talk like that, you're at fault. So if I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you because all she's going to do is tell me to accept them and th think that it's okay for that behavior. It's not okay because this has happened before where I they act like that. I complain to my mom and my mom just tells me, you know, tries to... Make me feel better with words and, oh, you know, they're like that because your dad died. Dude, you can't. Let me tell you guys something. My dad died. You cannot use that as a scapegoat forever and say that. If somebody dies, you have to move on. You have to move on very, very fast. Because if you just dwell on it, you're going to fall apart. Yeah, you're going to get hurt. The pain doesn't go away. The pain's still there. But you got to live, move forward, live your life. So I just stopped. I couldn't take it anymore. So I stopped talking to my mom, stopped talking to both my brothers. And back to like how I was telling you guys about my family. We're doing all these get-togethers and having all these events. I don't talk to any of these people. I had one uncle that I was close with on my mom's side. And I even I saw him very recent. I saw him a couple months ago. I, I had to stop talking to him. Because the second I talk to him, my mom's going to blame him. That's how my mom is. That if I stop talking to them, he was the one who told me to do it. So I had to stop talking to him. He was the only one. And then outside like, of him, you know, I don't have a relationship with any of them. They're all fucking fake. I had one of my uncles always telling me, oh, I can't wait till you grow up. I'm going to tell you this, this, and this. The second I grow up, the motherfucker disappears. I mean, he got a divorce from my aunt, but still... 
you still we create a relationship. So what the fuck was that? Was I just like you're in while you're intoxicated, you're saying all this bullshit? You know, fuck you, man. Fuck you. You're a loser. Your kids are losers. That's why your kids in jail doing heroin. These people are bad people. And it's like I as a parent now, I start now getting overprotective of my kids because my brother started acting like that. I'm like, I don't even care. Fuck you guys. You guys been acting like stupid for years. I don't want you forging relationships with my children. I don't want you to hurt my children like my aunts and uncles have hurt me. I got another aunt. I talked to her a couple times. Fuck her too. Invite her to my house. She doesn't want to come. Doesn't want to have any type of relationship. Doesn't want to make the effort. Relationships work both ways. See, these people have these understandings that... Uh, we, uh, the children or the young people, have to go kiss their ass, go to them, kiss their feet. No, fuck you. I'm an adult. I'm a man too now. You got to have mutual respect. It's, respect goes both ways. So the culture, the foundation of their families were made that, oh, we, you know, you guys come to us. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's bullshit nonsense. Nobody... None of my family is ever. Even my uncle, he pissed me off that I talked to. That was one reason I would, I would have told him this. It wasn't the point to not talk to him. But I don't want to talk to him because my mom's going to bring him into our bullshit. So I had to cut him off. But even the one I liked that I saw a couple months ago, he hasn't even came to my house. It's like, dude, you won't, is it always about you? Because I keep making the effort. You don't make the effort for me. You don't want to come to see me. Because I think about what I'll do as an uncle when my nephew... I have a nephew named Enzo, beautiful kid, eight-year-old kid. When he's, Enzo is in his 30s, 20s, 30s, whatever. He has kids and a family. I will love to come to his house. I will love to be his guest if he invites me. Because I'm a loving uncle. I want to, I'm true. But I, everybody can't be like me. But I at least make some fucking effort. And it's like, yeah, I live in Vegas, I live in California, but I'm coming there. Why can't you fuckers come here? You know? So it's like, that's one part of it. And it's like, you know, I can't, I went so many times, dude, in the last, since I moved to Vegas in, in 2013. I've been to California so many times. My brother's been here less than three times. I've been there over 20 times. Over 20 times. I went to his kid was born. I went there the same night his kid was born. My kid was born. He came with my mom. The second time, my mom didn't come, so he doesn't come. Are you just my mom's fucking goat? Or do you have your own fucking brain? My son's birthdays, they want invitation. They do this bullshit. I don't do invitation. I told you the date. This is the date we're doing the birthday. Put in your fucking iPhone. It's not 1995. We don't send invitations. I told you. What am I, your fucking friend? I have to send you an invitation. I've told you the date. Here's the date. Put it in your phone if you want to come. Then they use an excuse. Oh, you didn't send me the invitation. Fuck your invitation. They don't come to my son's birthday. Then they send a gift. Fuck your gift. I don't give a fuck about your gift. Okay, that's fake. Do you know when you give a gift to someone... Do you know why you give them the gift? It's not to give them the gift to so you can oh here, let me send them the gift. No, you give them the gift and you want to give them the gift so you can see their happiness when they open the gift. That's why you give them a gift. If let's just say tomorrow I move 
to New York, my son's in Las Vegas, and I sent him a gift every single day. He loves Super Mario. I sent him every single day a Super Mario game or gift, a game, any type of Super Mario-related product. Do you think he wants that product or does he want his dad? And the same thing with family. Do you think my kid wants the gift or does he want the presence of his uncle and aunt? And then they bring a gift and then he, he puts the gift... Oh, my aunt and uncle come, and I get a gift. That's a bonus. And I get to hang out with them. I play with them. I play with my cousin. That's family, and that's the experience again. No, don't send me your fucking gift. Bring Your presence is the gift, and you bring a gift with you as a bonus. That's the bonus. So these motherfuckers, they come up, they've come up. I don't even know where this idea. It's my mom's ideology. This is not my dad's teachings. And they don't want me to be the teacher anymore because now they got their fuck. They got everything they got out of me. I'm not supporting them in any way. They ain't getting any money out of me anymore. So now they're oh fuck him, you know. So this is the thing: ungrateful people disrespecting me, disrespecting my dad's soul. You're not gonna have a relationship with my children. You don't exist. To my children, you disrespect me, my children don't exist to you, you're not their fucking nephews, you're not their grandmother, you're not their uncles, you're nothing. So, <clears throat> with that being said, how do you deal with these situations if you're going through this like I am? So let me tell you what I did. I stopped talking to my mom. She's called me. She's texted me. I stopped. I'm not, no, I don't want to communicate with you because nothing has changed. And it wasn't cold turkey, guys. We've had these issues and I've been trying to talk to my mom, but it never gets resolved. So I had to just stop talking. I'm like, okay, you guys don't want to. And it's not that I'm saying, come you know uh listen to me or whatever it's like if you come to me and complain and i give you some direct advice don't get mad then don't complain to me don't complain to me call me say how are you how's your family let's hang out and we'll get together don't call me and complain and then get mad when i give you advice don't come to my house on father's day be aggressive with me complain and then tell me not to get mad so you want me to accept your verbal abuse? No, I'm not. Also, even my mom. Call my mom. She's in a bad mood. Like, okay, then I'm not going to talk to you people. Everybody's fucking angry when I talk to them. So let me not talk to you. Because you also start blaming me for things that happen in your life. Did I blame you that I didn't achieve my uh, uh, goals of becoming a fighter? I don't blame you. I chose not to. I chose not to go to WWF or WWE and UFC. I sacrificed that to take those roles, and I'm happy. I'm happy how it played out. Very happy. Wouldn't change it for the world because I knew that was meant for me to do. So that's it. It's just, and it's like I had to cut them off. So if you guys get your family that acts like that and you make your expectations clear, like, Hey, I don't like this. Can we work on this? You should tell them like that. Like, hey, like, I don't really like how this is going. Like, I told my mom, like, we weren't getting having family get-togethers. Like, 
why is my brother, uh, my youngest brother has a son. He would come to my mom's house not bring his son. Like, why isn't your son here? Our sons are literally born three days apart, okay? They're both five years old. They're born three days apart. It's crazy. And it's like they're very close, and they love hanging out with each other. And that was hard for me to do to cut him off. But, like, go back to that. So we would have guests. He wasn't bringing his son. I got mad about it. And I was like, why isn't he bringing it? Why do I even have to say this? Like, we're together. Duke's here. Where's Aiden? And then after me yelling about it, finally it changed, you know? And then went back to square one. Then he was not coming anymore, anywhere. And it's like I was always trying to get everyone together. And he came last year for Halloween for like a couple days. And it's like the problem was his past Father's Day. It was like I can't handle the mood swings. And, you know, he has mental health issues, okay? I don't know what he needs to talk to someone. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, he... There's a lot of shit. I'm not even going to get into it. But I feel bad for him. I feel bad for my mom. I feel bad for all of them. It's just sad. But I can't put myself to feel the way I'm feeling. I got to be selfish too now. I got to be selfish now. Because I don't like the way I'm feeling from this behavior. But the best way to deal with it is just make your expectations clear to family members if they don't respect that you can and they say it's my way or your way and okay then we can't talk cuz that's how i feel with my family it's their way or and or nothing it's not even my way there's no we're not even talking about it to resolve it it's just no this is how it is but accept it no i'm not i'm not going to accept it i'm really ready to negotiate it so we can try to resolve it and just be a happy family that's what i want just everyone to be happy get together and you know i i told my my mom this too like if it's up to me and i said we move to vegas you guys move to vegas why are you guys in california for what why if my dad was alive and let's say my get my dad's permission and i guarantee fucking tea you when i tell him the benefits and why I live here, my dad in a heartbeat tell everybody we're moving. But they don't respect me as my dad, and they don't listen. And it's like, I don't know, it's like I have this ideology that I, I got from my dad, and my mom has a complete different ideology. So don't ever marry someone that has two different, you guys have different opinions on life, on kids. Make sure that you're marrying someone that you guys believe in the same core values and that's how your family is going to build a fucking empire one of the biggest families i'm a fan of and the only family i'm a fan of is a fertita family and ufc fans will know who they are they owned the ufc they sold the UFC in 2016. Dana White's just the president. Dana White was friends with the Fertitta, that one of the Fertitta brothers, and uh, that's how he got into UFC. Dana White pitched him the idea for them to buy it, and then Dana White, as uh, having that role of president, got like nine percent of the company. So he's a nine nine percent guys. You know, how low nine nine percent is what a waitress gets tipped at the restaurant. So like he's nothing. These guys were the motherfucking family that built the empire his great grandfather these guys built empires and they passed it along you know why because there's great foundations
ancient. So at the top, they, the Fertitta uh, dad, mom, their grandfather, they built foundations. So then those sons went and kept that foundation, married women, and they brought them into that foundation and they continued to grow. Fertitas are rich. And then they have a cousin that's rich. He has, owns the Houston Rockets, uh, Tillman Fertitta. That's how he builds it. That's my dream. That's going to happen. My kids, if I don't get to billionaire status, they're going to get to billionaire status. Then they're going to have a generation, uh, you know, the next generation to build that. And we're going to keep building it. And it's starting off right here. It's starting off, my mom and dad will be at the top, even though my mom has, you know, not followed my dad's traditions and practices. Because I want my dad in my lineage. It's going to be them. My dad? My, my, my dad's dad is cut. He's out of the fucking tree. He doesn't even get mentioned in the tree. And I will tell my kids that. Don't mention this motherfucker in our ancestry. He's cut. It's my dad, me, and you guys build. We're going to build it. This is who built it. Nobody else. So. Always build have core values and you can have core values from getting in the morning to in the and um fixing your bed and keeping your shit organized dude i'm working on this shit daily i'm still trying to get make sure i do my bed and keep my shit organized <coughs> so um yeah so yeah if you got issues with your family just make your expectations clear i did make my expectations clear they didn't want to negotiate they didn't want to talk about it it's their way or no way and i'm i'm done i'm done dealing with it i can't live with this new ideology that my mom has created and not having hierarchy every family has a hierarchy i'm not even forget about the dad role i'm not even respected as an older brother anymore my mom has removed older brother status doesn't even mean shit that I know more than that. My accomplishments uh, accomplishments don't mean anything either. So, <clears throat> so yeah, just make your expectations clear. If they don't want to deal with it, they cut them off. Cut them off. I guarantee you're going to be happier. I'm happier. I don't have to deal with bullshit anymore. And, um, yeah, so that's it, guys. Um, this podcast is, let's see, have we hit an hour? I believe so. Hour and 13 minutes, so a little bit longer than I expected. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please uh, send a comment. Um, any negative stuff, man, it's just going to get blocked. So this was very serious. I'm giving you guys, I want a positive energy, so let's keep it positive. And uh, I appreciate you guys if you watch this entire video. Thank you so much. Uh, please follow me on Instagram, Shallow King. And send me a direct message. I do respond to direct messages from fans on Instagram, always. Um, love you guys. Thank you for the support. I uh, hope to be chatting with you guys again very, very soon. This is Matthew Klein Cater. I'm signing out. Guys, this is a little edit that I'm putting back in. I'm not putting all the podcast stuff back up. But I just want to share these two quick stories with you that are relevant to this podcast. Um, first one is when I started losing trust in my brothers, it was a couple years ago when we were kids and what my father instilled in me, family always stays together. Family always support each other, no matter what. Now, 
What would you think my dad would have thought about the Cody Garbrandt situation? I'll tell you what he would have thought. First thing he would say is this is a great business opportunity, great business marketing. You are my son, you're so smart. Now you've attached a UFC champion's name to you. That's what my dad would have said. Number two, I know you can kick his ass. Go fuck him up. I'm coming with you. We're all coming with you. Yeah. My brother, my dad, my brother would be right behind, beside me. Just in case people want to fuck around, I got backup too. 100% truth and facts. I know my dad. <clears throat> now, what really did happen, because my dad wasn't here, and he has instilled these that ideology into his oldest son, and he wanted his oldest son to instill it into the younger sons, but the younger sons listened to their mommy, not their older brother. What did my mom think about the situation? My mom was against it. That's a typical mom. But she never was on the same page as my dad. Because if she supported my dad, she would know what my dad would have said. And she would have allowed my brothers to support me. Instead, she was against it. Talked shit to my brothers about it. So they just followed her path. They didn't say anything direct, directly about it. But they weren't fucking volunteering to come with me either. Because that would show support. And... You know, they were never saying anything positive or negative or kind of staying out of it. And that's when I lost fucking uh, respect for them. You're not going to come support your brother? I'm going to a gym with like fucking a fucking bunch of fucking fighters there. I'm by myself. And you got only two people I can rely on. You're not fucking coming with me? I would go with you guys anytime you're going to fight. There's been times when they were kids. I used to go with them all the time, back them up just to see. I was always fucking there. There was a time my youngest brother got in a fucking fight. He was like in sixth, seventh grade. Some kids trying to fuck him up. Me and my other brother went and fucked up all these kids. So I don't know. I mean, they used to think like me. I don't know what happened. So that was that. They were cowards. They didn't support me. And I don't it's not about cowards like they didn't they were scared to fight. They didn't support their brother. That's how you're a coward. Another story that relates to this Cody Garbrandt thing, when this shit was happening, let me this just shows you the mentality of me and both of my brothers. This is my middle brother. He um, was telling me a story how one of his friends was hanging out with a group of his friends, um, somebody his friend's friends with, I don't know, some kids. And the kids were talking about, that he, he asked my brother's friend, like, hey, dude, did you see that UFC fight, uh, that guy trying to fight uh, the UFC fighter, that fucking idiot uh, bodybuilder guy? And my brother's friend said, hey, man, don't talk about him like that. That's my homie's brother and this and that. So my brother's relaying the story to me like I should be happy that his friend defended me. Motherfucker, you don't need to defend me. Nobody needs to defend me. If some guy's trying to call me a dumbass, a motherfucker, and, to, you know, and I'm not even there, or some typical idiot talking shit on social media, 
I don't give a fuck. Because none of them would have the balls to say it to my face. Nobody needs to defend me. If somebody has a problem with me, come fucking see me in person. I'll deal with you. So I don't. I, that's my mentality. That's how much confidence I have. Don't, I, I don't care. If the whole world hated me, I don't give a fuck. That's called confidence. You should never give a fuck about anybody's opinion. Not about this guy's opinion, that guy, all the guys. Don't fucking matter. That's called being a leader. And the real people that become fans will follow you. Because they see that leadership and that mentality that you have. It's up here, guys. It's up here. When you fucking think that positive, and your mind is right, and you have that much confidence, nothing can stop you. Believe that. Now, second story I want to share, because I don't know when I will say these two stories again, because it is relevant to what I'm talking about. Friends, if you can count on your hand how many friends you have on one hand, you have a lot of friends. But let me tell you what I, um, the values that I bring as a friend, and I expect those values to be returned. If you're my friend, I will always take your calls. If you need me day or night, I'm always going to be there for you. If you need a loan, I will give it to you. If you need a shirt, I'll give the one off my back. Literally, that's the type of friend I am. Now, if I have a friend that's not doing that in return, you're not my friend and you're cut. First, I thought my brothers were my friends. They're not. They're cut. And then I had another friend. And this happened like literally last month. I don't know how this shit all happened at the same time. But... <clears throat> I don't even, I, I, I have a friend in California. I rarely see him now because I'm in Vegas. He's in California. He has a kid. He has a girlfriend. He doesn't want to make an attempt either to come over here. I have to come to them. I got, no, fuck you. I ain't coming to everybody anymore. He hasn't ever made an attempt to come here. I still give him benefit of the doubt. He calls me all the time when he's fighting with his girlfriend, crying to me, asking for advice. I give it to him, try to help. Now the situation's good. I haven't heard from him. I called him last month. This is probably the reason this is all happening at the same time. Because I'm not talking to my brother. I would usually ask my brother for this favor. And he would do it for me. So I asked my friend. I've been asking him for a favor in a long time. And I said. and I, Dude, I've gone through the depths with this kid. I've known him for 15 years. We used to party. When I live in California, party all the time. We used to come to Vegas, party. Partied all the time. He was a good friend. I could trust him. He, you know, with a lot of stuff, I trust the kid. So I asked the dude for a favor. I said, there's a place, there's an office by his house in California. Literally, we're talking blocks from his house. Less than five minutes. Don't even have to go on the freeway. Can you go pick, it, pick up this envelope? And drop it out the post office. Or not even at the post office. And the little, I, probably you pick it up. They got the little uh, drop box there. And just drop it off. Put a stamp on it. 50 cent stamp. That's it. And you know what his response was? I'll let you know. You'll let me know. 
You're gonna let me know? No, fuck you! You ain't gonna let me know about shit, bitch! You're cut. That's how quick I cut people. Because if you're not gonna do some fucking measly ass favor, I don't even ask for favors. Never! I've been, I've been living in Vegas for eight years. That was the first time I asked them for that. And that's the response I got. If the, the roles were reversed, I would have told them no fucking problem. Like, what the fuck are you talking... Like, I can't even say you're going to let me know. No, fuck you. And I don't know if he, if he sees it or not. You know, bro, you're fucking cut. Like, fuck off. When you don't answer your phones, go find out why. This is how you're going to know. You don't even deserve me to waste the energy in giving you a response. Go fucking YouTube me. You'll find out why I don't talk to you anymore, faggot. That's it. <clears throat> so, I just want to share those two stories with you guys. And I'm out.